What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jelly Munoz, and you're listening to El Chisme y Más. If this is your first time here, also welcome. <laughs> In this podcast, I usually have three segments, but I am switching things up a little bit. So just a little switcheroo. So today there will be two segments. The first one is El Chisme, just things that have been happening in my life and I just spill the beans on it. And the second is my topic of discussion where I pick a random topic and I talk about it. So let's get started. Today's Chisme is, it's hot. Like it is so hot. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's all of California, but Southern California for sure is going through the going through like a really massive heat wave. I, like, I guess that's, that's what they're calling on the news. Like, it's so hot and we don't have AC in our house. It's hot. And then I don't know if it's because it's so hot, but the sancudos, uh, what are they called in English? Um, the like bug bites, bug bites bug bites I, I don't know the the bug bites are on and popping too like I don't know what it is but I have so many bug bites and I like I love going outside that's where I've been doing my yoga at in the morning because I never said on the podcast but I'm doing like a 30-day yoga with my cousin and I'm a little behind like I don't do it every day as I usually do but <laughs> we're doing it and I usually love to go outside like early in the morning at like 6.30 and just do like a round of yoga. And like that's how I've been getting my day started. And it feels so nice. But then again, it's like I have like 20 sancudo bug bites when I come back. And it's like, was it really worth it? But like it was because it's how I love starting my day. <laughs> so yeah, that's happening. Um, I am on my official first week of school. It's it's going all right. Like I give my first week of school uh, eight out of ten. Like it that um, I think that's very generous of me actually. So I'm gonna give it actually a six out of ten. Yeah, six out of ten sounds really nice. Um, I freaked out about twice. I freaked out Monday and Wednesday, and today is Thursday, so, <laughs> um, but the first day, man, I don't know what it is, the first day of school, I could not log into my Zoom, I, I, I don't know what happened, I was 30 minutes late, um, and in between that 30 minutes, I seriously had a mental breakdown, like an anxiety attack, like a panic attack, because I, I couldn't breathe. I, I was like, <gasps> like, I was like, okay, just calm down, just calm down, just calm down, you're fine, you're gonna log on, like, it was so bad, but whatever, <laughs> I got through it, and yeah, it, it is what it is, this is just what I'm gonna, like, the stress I have throughout the week is just the stress I'm going to have for the next three years, so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I can't believe that is all I have for the cheese It's not too juicy, but 
my topic of discussion is. So next we have topic of discussion with one of my dear friends, Vanessa. So for today's topic of discussion, I have one of my best friends here, Vanessa. And today we are going to be talking about her surrogacy journey. So hi, everyone. My name is Vanessa Gonzalez. I'm a mother of three and a wife. And today we're going to be sharing my surrogacy story. Yeah. So we were just, we literally so before, I know, <laughs> before she even got on, we were all talking about it. I was like, wait, Vanessa. <laughs> We got to talking before we even went live, so but we stopped. So yeah, she hasn't heard the juicy. No, I haven't. No, no, no. But one of my first questions that I have for you is, what made you decide to do uh to be a surrogate? Oh my god. Okay, so I guess I'm just so I have three kids. Okay, I have a soon to be seven year old a three-year-old and a one and a half and when my daughter was about two years old I just well I have a friend that actually was doing it and was in the process of doing it so I thought to myself why not do it Mm -hmm. because for me personally it's you know you're giving another family the opportunity to you know start their own little family because for whatever reason they can't you know there's a lot of different reasons why they can't either conceive or whatever so for me it was just uh, to give another family to give another family um the opportunity to experience having kids it's beautiful it's hard but beautiful so i decided to do it but it didn't happen till this year yeah because me and my um, boyfriend at the time, which is now my husband, we didn't have our own kids. I had a kid that was not his, mm-hmm. you know. So when me and him got together, we talked about it. I told him that I wanted to be a surrogate. He was just, he was on board. He just wanted us to have our kids first, which mm-hmm. was a good idea because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are fine now <laughs> a little bit later. But um, so I basically waited. We had our, we have two kids together. So now we have three. Um, and you know i just decided to finally do it after having my son and you know just to help a family you know it's beautiful to me it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing you can give and why not so i decided to just do it now i remember you telling me like a really long time ago like i want to be a surrogate i was like what like (laughs) because nobody like really ever told me that like I want to be a surrogate. I'm like, yeah. what? But this was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a this, long time ago. This was a long time ago. So how did you, I guess you could say, jump the gun? How did I do it? So like, I you know, like I wanted to do it. Yeah, so yeah. once I had my son, I was like, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity. My husband's in the military. Mm-hmm. I'm basically, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm with my kids. 24-7. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so being pregnant, I mean, it is hard. Uh, you know, hard work, you know, I guess having to be pregnant, but it's like I'm home with my kids. I'm not working. I feel like this is a perfect time. This was the perfect this time was for perfect you. This was the perfect time yeah. for me, yeah. Yeah. It's like help a family out, mm-hmm. you know. Help. Mm-hmm. It also helps me out, too. Mm-hmm. Um. So once I had my son, I talked to the agency, and how I came across the agency mm-hmm. was through 
my friend that had already done it previously. Mm-hmm. So, so I, when she was going through her surrogacy, you know, I was so interested in like, you know, asked her a lot about the, the company, the agency. And I liked, you know, how they did everything. So I, I was comfortable enough to go to them too. Mm-hmm. They were very nice. Um, very, you know, did open. you just go to one surrogacy? Yeah, I did. Um, honestly, I didn't look around because uh-huh. I, it's almost like when my friend that did it, I was asking her questions and I was very comfortable and yeah, I was looking online, mm-hmm. but it was just like, you know, she kind of already went through it. It was legit very professional how they worked so i felt comfortable just going there you know um so you just kind of fell in love with like this how they did their yeah. you know, process mm-hmm. yeah and they were so like nice to her you know the process was good so i felt comfortable you know so i kind of she referred me to them so when they called me it was so exciting to find out what i needed to do to basically be a surrogate mom yeah. so basically it's just like you fill out an application and um, they, you know, they definitely do their research, too, which I liked. I liked that they, you know, wanted to know about me. Obviously, they do health records, you know, everything. I have three kids, so, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get their records, too, to make sure that I'm a good candidate. So the process to be a serial mom was pretty long? For I mean, it, 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 it does take time. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, give or take, maybe like three to five months because they do a background check. Oh. Uh, they uh-huh. check everything, your health record, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. A background check, you know, you got to go through a um, psychological evaluation. Oh, dang. Yes, girl. you got. They got to make sure that you are able to handle being a surrogate mom because I've not every woman can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get attached to the baby. You know, growing them in their belly. For me personally, I was so happy to have a baby, grow up, be able to grow a baby for another family. I was not attached in that way to the baby really? at all. I, f- I was yeah, happy, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, which is weird because you would think, yeah, you know, uh huh, you would think that I would be I attached even think to of, it. Yeah, because that's what I think when I think, you know, it's a baby. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, it's because I feel like maybe because I already have my kids. And also because you knew from a long time ago that, that you were going like to do it. Exactly. So you get to the uh, uh, doctors. I don't know if it, it's a, it's an agency. You it's get, an agency. Yeah. You get to the agency and then you get assigned a family. So the basically, OK, after all the background check and approval and approval, um, they do call you into the office and they basically just re- like break down how everything goes right uh-huh. so once you sign contract like it's not a contract it's more like an application and once you pass that um they basically have their own website where it's a profile of me mm-hmm. and oh. my family and okay. you know they could see everything like my health record and everything the people the that families are, that, that are ready uh-huh. to mm-hmm. have babies mm-hmm. and um it's 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 like a they pick me, but I also have the opportunity to pick them. Like, oh, yeah, I vibe with them. I like how they are, you know. So it's a if they say they want to work with me, mm-hmm. then I decide, okay, yeah, you know what? I like them. I want to work with them, too. So it's a both sided kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. But let's say, for instance, I meet a family and I'm just like, mm, I want to try another family. That's perfectly okay. I can say that. Because okay. if I'm not comfortable, 
maybe with like something they're requiring, I guess you could say, um, then I could also say, I let me try another family. And that's when they will show you another family. Mm -hmm. They like you or if you guys both like each other and you guys say yes, then you've been paired with okay. the family. Uh -huh. So initially uh, they had a family for me. And as soon as you walked into the agency. No, they, no, as oh. not as soon. It took about a month. Okay. Because they try because they ask you questions like who you want to who you prefer. I guess what are your my requirements mm -hmm. as far like if I want, you know, a gay couple or am okay. I open or to, you know, um, I'm pretty sure you were like, I'm I was open. open yeah. I'm like, I was, I'm open. I'm whoever open. wants to use my uterus yeah, exactly. or I don't know if it's uterus, but yeah, whoever wants to use any of this could use it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Okay. So mm -hmm. I was just super excited to get the process started. So I was open, uh, to just, you know, everything. And so they called me back. Um, and they said that they wanted to show me a family that was interested in my. But how long was it from? It was a month. Oh, okay. you mean you mean? So this is the thing. It was long for me because uh -huh. I just had had my son. So, and I obviously I breastfed all my kids, so I was breastfeeding my son. And during the time that I was breastfeeding was when I was basically doing the application, and they were doing the background check. The all pulling all my medical record, my history, because I had three kids and they have to make sure that they were all good, vaginal, like everything that I said was true mm -hmm. and that I'm healthy and okay to, you know, carry someone else's baby. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it was, it's, you don't want, you don't, they don't want something to happen to me if it was on record, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If I had a bad pregnancy, they don't really want that, you know what I mean? So you still have to go through a process of like where they, interview you mm -hmm. so that for me took a long time because i was breastfeeding so you can't breastfeed and then start the the sh um insulin shots yeah. that you have to take for when you're you know you're doing the surrogacy so for me it took about seven months because <gasps> oh, i was yeah, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. Okay. and i was breastfeeding my son actually it probably took even maybe a little bit longer than that okay because i stopped breastfeeding when he was nine months yeah so that's the only reason why it took long but i feel like for someone who's not breastfeeding and just like not even, you know, done having their kids, I feel like it'd be like three months. Okay. So it's not that long, but for me it was long because I was breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of a long process for me. Through <laughs> 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 the window. Yeah. Through the window, yeah. through the door. <laughs> anyway, we're going to yeah. hear Shakira barking right now. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so you get to the agency after nine months of waiting, kind of, because you're breastfeeding, mm -hmm. and then how long did it take you to get your family? Oh, you can answer it. Okay, Vanessa just got off the phone <laughs> with her husband. You know what's so crazy is we're getting old that people have husbands, and that's what we were just saying. Like we're getting to the age where people my have my baby daddy or my boyfriend. Yeah, she was she was about to call him. My baby daddy's calling. I'm like, Vanessa, <laughs> he's your husband. I know it's so weird still to say that. Yeah, I know. Like, even to say my name, uh -huh. Vanessa Gonzalez. Yeah, like, um, what? <laughs> that's what we were talking about before too, because Vanessa used to be Vanessa Esquivel, but now she. I was like, wait, are you Gonzalez or Esquivel? Hey, <laughs> so no, yeah, did she the whole name change and everything it's official mm. official 
<laughs> so he is in the army now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he just called, so she did a phone call with him. And I was FaceTime because he's going, he's, he went to a school right now. Mm-hmm. So when he's in a school, like, depending on what school it is, he either doesn't have his phone at all or he has it only when they're, like, let's say off the clock. But then their service sucks, so it's like uh, he could be off the clock and trying to, like, call me or text me. And it's like it either won't get it or get it too late. And by that time, he's back in the room, yeah. you know? Yeah, or it's like he wants some downtime, too, because exactly. he just had a you long know, he has to day. Rest. Yeah. yeah, so when he was initially first in boot camp, girl, I didn't hear from him for like a month. Girl, what? A month or a month and a half. And then I got but a letter from him. But I also feel like Austin would be like, hey, with the homies. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you would think. You would think. I asked him, too. I asked him. I'm uh-huh. like, so how is it? Like, because you know how he is. He's very, yeah. like, you know. Sociable. Yeah. Likeable. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He's good at everything. So he's like a freaking jock. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. 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 So I was like, so did you. Did, honey, did you make a lot of friends? <laughs> like, it sounds funny <laughs> to say that, but. Did you play nice with the boys? <laughs> <laughs> so I know he says like, yeah, like he says like some people are cool and you know yeah. there's you know there's some always people, those people yeah. that are like weird or whatever. But it was just funny talking about it with him. It was just <laughs> funny seeing him right now because I've known I've known Vanessa and her husband Austin for fifteen years. Yes, it's How, been a long time. Thirteen years. Yeah, like thirteen years, yeah. like fourteen years because we've mm-hmm. been on a yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny to see people as you get older, grow mm-hmm. up, get married, have kids. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm, <laughs> you are mature now. And when I saw him right now, he had the whole army like haircut. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> maturity. Yes. <laughs> no, Austin. <laughs> cause it's been a long time. Cause he's been away for a while. Huh? Yeah, he has. The last time I seen him was, I think when we went out for like a girl's birthday, I can't remember. We went to, downtown. it was a while ago when yeah. we were like before. Before, before, yeah. the before before you had uh, Layla. Layla, yeah, yeah, true that. That's so like, she had to talk to her hubby. So you know, I had to pause the interview. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pause, and she had to talk to her hubby. But it was nice seeing him on Facetime, just I like know. a little hey, <laughs> little deuces. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's so cool when we're all together, though. It's when, like it's like we're all family, so it's like yeah. you know we left off where. Yeah. We picked up where we left off. Yeah. Basically. So it's fun. Yeah. But where we were at. So you get to the agency, right? Yeah. So yeah. basically the process was longer for me because I was breastfeeding. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. it's I want to say maybe like three to four months max mm-hmm. for just like, let's say if you want to do it, you're mm-hmm. ready. You're ready to go. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah. So but it was it was it was a long process for me. But yeah. Short for so then person. you pick a family. So they sent me my family first, and um, I get to read their profile. So they have a profile just like I do, like, you yeah. know, where they were. Do they pick you first or you pick them first? They pick me first. Okay. Yeah, and then they send them to me, and then I see them. I see their profile, their pictures. They have pictures, you know, kind of like their background, their their journey, I guess, as to why they decided to do surrogacy, you know, is, you know, it's just because, you know, you're ca- you're going to potentially carry their baby. You want to know information about them, just like they want to know about you. So then, my first family was just the family. Like the initial, they send the profiles. I look at it, and I decide, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go through with a. It's a Facetime call, because the family that I got was from China, 
So we did basically a FaceTime call and with an interpreter, they got to see me and I got to see them and ask questions, you know, that they had and I did too. And then once basically the con- the conversation is over, we get a phone call or an email from our, let's say this person would be our worker, the person that's working with us throughout the whole journey, helping us if we need help, if we have questions, just so we have straight communication with someone from the agency. So this would be your worker. So our, my worker uh, emailed me and said, so what do you think? Do you think you want to match with them? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, they seem nice. You know, their story was like nice and stuff. They seem like a nice couple. So I went, I said yes. So they they actually picked me. They, they have to be the ones to say yes first. And uh-huh. then they give me the opportunity yeah. to say yes or next basically yeah but l- they were from china this, no but this, this was this was it when she told because you know we're friends and when she told me they're from china i'm like what they're from china yes. like and but this was before the pandemic though yeah no no no. it's not even like because of the pandemic it was just like they're like, so far away yeah, yeah like i, I thought agencies only worked in the country so mm-hmm. only people from the u.s you know, You'd what be I'm surprised. S- There's people from all over the world. Because There's you said China was like illegal for. I didn't actually. I didn't know this until I don't know. I guess I was at a it's a surrogacy meeting at the agency where each month they have like group meetings with the girls to just bond and you know if they have questions, especially for like let's say newbies like me. Um. So people do it like multiple times, like being there a are women. There are women that work at, at the actual agency that have done it three times. And they work for the agency. And then there are women who, like, let's say me, that let's say I've, oh, I've done this already twice. I'm, mm-hmm. And I'm doing it again. This will be my third journey, you know? There are mm-hmm. people who do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's yeah. nice. So, so yeah. So then uh, just, so you communicated them through FaceTime, but you didn't meet them in person. No. Uh-huh. Well, because unless they were like a family that was like local mm-hmm. or that w- wanted to travel over here to meet me, then, you know, each each family is different off, off of that, bas- mm-hmm. basically. So there are families that are able mm-hmm. to come over here. But then there are those families that, you know, for whatever reason, they can't, mm-hmm. you know. So the family that I picked, unfortunately, they could not come over here. But, you know, FaceTime. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what worked. So, but you said, uh, just go back to what we were saying, too. You said the people that in China it was, oh, yeah, illegal. in China it's illegal to do surrogacy. So, initially, that's where I was like, what? I was so surprised because I didn't know that. So, it's illegal. So, there are people from all over the basically the world, you know, that if it's illegal in there where they live, they will like like the Chinese people. They came over here looking for an agency, and that's and perfectly they were able fine to do it that way. Yes, yeah. Because for whatever reason, she couldn't have her their baby. You know what I mean? So you're gonna if you really want your family, you're gonna and you have, you know, the money and everything because it does cost a lot of money. It's not cheap at all. So this is not just like a game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Super serious. So. Yeah, so it's illegal over there. I didn't know that. And I'm like, well, yeah, no wonder, you know, there's a lot of different families from all over the place. Yeah. There's a lot of different agencies, too, but this one specifically, you know. And for those of you who are wondering, because I also wonder, too, like, if the baby, 
um, was going to be a U.S. citizen or was he going to oh, be okay, a Chinese so. citizen? But we were like, wait, is he going to have like papeles de, de yeah, America like, yeah. or like, <laughs> is he be, like Chinese? Because no, so I remember, I remember when, when you, t- when you asked yeah. me that question, I was like, that's actually a good question. So like the month, either that month of mm-hmm. the, our surrogacy meeting, I remember asking I was like, so does the baby, because he's born in the U.S., does, is he U.S. citizen? And they told me, no, the baby is not a U.S. citizen. He has to get registered and birth certificate and everything from China, even though I had him here. Because I guess, you know, how the laws work with surrogacy, it, they'll allow you to have the baby, you know, obviously where the mother resigns. Mm-hmm. Um, but the baby is initially from where the parents Resign. And the parents are from, from China. China. So You're that just baby the is surrogate. Yeah. Exactly. So the thing is um, that I was also thinking is um, why, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing this is kind of a topic, but why is it that China is illegal, but they could have the baby here? Like, it, does China just not have a surrogacy program? Or do you not? Because I, I don't know. I honestly, I think it's illegal because of the population mm-hmm. that's why i'm that. not 100 percent sure but that's what i'm assuming mm-hmm. um but i honestly don't know the real reason mm-hmm. of it being illegal which kind of sucks you know because mm-hmm. that that makes it harder for families let's say that don't have they're that are not financially stable but can't have kids and want to have kids it's just you know mm-hmm. super sad yeah and you know the struggle is real yeah so (laughs) then you get your family yeah you get matched you you get a match then you start the whole process Mm -hmm. was it like a lot was it painful was it so the process is like i had to take shots for the first like i had to inject myself with did you do it or someone helped you? No, girl. I did it on my own. Dang, like, independent woman, girl. Have, if, you have, <laughs> if, like, let's say my husband, if Austin was with me, because Austin, um, so my husband is in Georgia for the Army. Yeah. Right? So, but I came to San Diego to be with both of our families, with, with our kids, and to also I have the help. I forgot there's also that story. That, yes, exactly. Like, it's like a whole backstory. Our husband is stationed in Georgia. Yes. And she was living out there, but she wanted to do a surrogacy, so she moved out here. I moved out here yeah. also because he was going to deploy. Mm-hmm. So it made it only made sense for me to, okay, well, he's going to deploy. This is also a perfect time to do it because he's going to deploy. He's going to be away. This will give me a chance to do the surrogacy, come home and be with both of our families to, for the kids can be with, you know, our, their grandparents. And my husband's going to be away in deployment, so it works, right? Mm-hmm. But then the pandemic hit, and he didn't deploy, but I was already over here, so I still went through with the surrogacy like yeah. we had planned. Uh-huh. And um, and so... The shots, they were... Then the process starting it, obviously, it's you like you give yourself shots um because we're my body obviously i'm not producing the pregnancy Mm -hmm. naturally yeah they're you know inserting the embryo and the egg in me so the shots prior to the it's called transfer that's what they call it um the shots help my prepare my body to feel like it's pregnant and they insert the embryo we wait about two weeks for me to take a test and that is either when they find out that the eggs took 
on my uterus or that it didn't work mm -hmm. for me it worked the first time i knew it was gonna work because i feel like i'm fucking fertile yeah fertile. You, like not only am i fertile, fertile but, Vanessa. Not, <laughs> I don't, but, but because this wasn't my baby it could go either way you know uh -huh. my yeah uh, you for know sure my, you know yeah. what i mean mm -hmm. so it did stick and um you continue your shots the first two months i want to say i can't even remember i'm like blinking mm -hmm. and it is a little painful but it's still bearable Doable. like it's yeah, yeah. Bearable, yeah. doable. Yes. What's another cinnamon for it? Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. You get what we're saying. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it was it. You know, but it's you know what's so funny is after the shots, it's like easy. Well, depending on how you the baby makes you feel. For me, this pregnancy was super easy. I didn't get any um, symptoms really, and. You know, so this pregnancy was actually really easy compared to my other pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And um, so this e this one was easier than your other one. Yeah. Uh, well, like easy in the beginning because I didn't yeah, have yeah, morning yeah. sickness. Maybe like the tiniest bit, like right in the morning. Yeah, but that yeah. was it. Uh -huh. And then after, aside from that, I just was going about my day uh -huh. like regularly. Yeah. I was just getting a little big. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then because you, know, you were pregnant. Exactly. But it just that's how it felt. It's like I didn't feel pregnant, but it's like I still had like the baby, you know, growing, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was basically it. Like Okay, but keep in mind, you're pregnant with some with your like someone's baby you yeah. also had how old is genevieve okay so my oldest daughter is about to be seven but the time of pregnancy she's six she's six okay and then i had a two-year-old that uh -huh. recently turned three yeah and the handful one exactly girl <laughs> she's like two babies in one. yes she's a handful yes <laughs> and then i had my my little boy he was one so just think time. of this. Vanessa is a G. <laughs> she freaking was pregnant with a six-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah, girl, you know, thinking about it, it's just like I kind of just went for it because I was like, ah, what is me being pregnant going to, like, you know, do? Oh, yeah, it's no big deal. No big deal, you know, but it is, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can't do i guess once you get bigger so you do need help and you know i'm very grateful for my mom and my husband's family mm -hmm. and that was you know able to help a lot if i needed it you know mm -hmm. so that yeah. was good yeah no and then so then you carry on with your pregnancy um do you keep checking on the family like send them pictures and stuff yeah, yeah. so you know we communicate through email or an app that they have where it's like a translation mm. app you know yeah yeah uh-huh you know they they ask you know the basic questions how are you doing you know did you go to your, your appointment how is would the baby looking i would stuff? yeah Aww. it was really nice to yeah. see like the initial even the initial like first pregnancy test it was so cute because, like, mm -hmm. the agency where I went um, or where they took the pregnancy test, they, like, took the pregnancy test and then, like, they did an ultrasound. And you can see the egg that it was, like, stuck, you know, on my uterus. And then the heartbeat. <gasps> yeah. You know, the little. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, so then they took an ultrasound picture and then. They were able to send it to them? Uh, they gave me, like, it was a card, and it had, like, little baby feet with, like, the parent's hand in, oh like, a heart. God. 
and it was like congratulations you're pregnant so i was really excited to send that to them i could only imagine how they felt they, they felt you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like oh uh-huh. my god we have a positive yeah you know we're gonna yeah. have a baby like hope you know and it was just really nice mm-hmm. it was nice experience to to be able because to that tell was them all you wanted yeah because yeah. i mean it's a process like it's not just you get pregnant no like i had to take you know medication uh-huh. um i had to take pills too mm-hmm. uh, aside from the pills i had to shoot you know like i shoot myself <laughs> <laughs> i had to give myself shots every night at the same time it's a long process yeah. in order for the baby to 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 stick. stick yeah is to it stick? yeah is it stick? Yeah. okay it's like to stick in you it's mm-hmm. a long process and then so that happens and then what month did you get pregnant february um uh, yeah so i got a positive pregnancy test in february i want to say like around the 14th and then the pandemic happened in march yeah girl that was just crazy i was like at the time i wasn't really thinking anything uh-huh it was just kind of like a shock like okay well and i was very it was very early in my pregnancy so i was like you know whatever's happening i pray to god that that this is over by the time I give birth, which which my due date was October 14th. No way. Yeah. October 14th was my due date. So So let's just let's fast forward. (laughs) So like so what happened? So when did you give birth? Okay, so how do I put this? Like, okay, so basically my journey was good in the beginning, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The morning sickness yeah. was not nothing nearly <laughs> close to what my first pregnancy with my daughter or like my other two kids. Um, but then I, well, I was going to my checkups, you know, everything was normal. Everything was as it should have been. Um, I went to my appointment like a month and a half ago my like whatever it's just like the monthly the checkup the yeah monthly, yeah everything was fine like there was no signs of any what, what, what month was this this was the month of last month what month we're in august it's so july yeah so, so i went yeah to my, it was like early on in the month though so i went to my my july checkup early on in the month so like the first two weeks literally a week after me going to my regular checkup um, I was just like, it was like, you know, my, did my daily routines with my kids, put them to sleep. I was just laying in bed going, I fell asleep. And then this is where it got cray. <laughs> Wait, commercial break. Cause I have to use the restroom. <laughs> okay. So then you start feeling some weird shit. <laughs> No, we're, um, like, at night. like Oh, okay, like so this literally, oh, my God, okay. This literally happened July 21st. Tuesday, July 21st, I remember, because I was like, oh, my God. So I was just, I fell asleep after, you know, putting my kids to bed. And our, out of nowhere, I just started getting contractions. But I was sleeping at the time, so I, I don't know. It was just weird. I kind of... It felt like a dream at first. Like I was just laying down. It was a regular freaking day. There was absolutely no signs of like anything. I would like I didn't get contractions or cramps in the earlier day. Or like if you're pregnant, you know that when you're when it comes close to your due date, your mucus plug comes out or your water breaks. 
I didn't have any well, of that. But you weren't close to your dude. I wasn't. Like, I was barely, barely six and a half months pregnant. Shit. So when this happened, I was just like, that's like how I said I was sleeping. I thought it was a dream, but I was actually getting contractions. But in the contractions started getting hard to the point where I woke up. I woke up and at the same time when I woke up, my daughter woke up and she, she like. Genevieve? Yeah. Because, yeah, I just figured it was Genevieve because she's such a sweet soul. Yeah. She just woke up and kind of said, mom, I have to use the restroom. And I kind of got up with her because it was, you know, little kids. They're scared. So I got up with her, went with her to the bathroom. And then I went pee too. Once I, once I sat to go pee, I got a hard contraction. And I was like, Mm. I was so, I was like very like shocked i was like, like is this really no. happening right now i'm yeah. like this is a cramp i was like borderline like is this a cramp or a contraction like i was so shocked to like be going through that at the moment so then i like because whatever wiped. six and a half months exactly yeah. so then i wiped and when i wiped obviously i saw blood and i was like er that's a red flag like i 100 percent am feeling a contraction because it was hard my pain tolerance is really high. So that's why I was like, yes, guys, she had her babies, uh, no epidural. Yeah. Straight on. I did. So, I had all three of them with no epidural. So, yes. so her thing is high. <laughs> <laughs> so when it was all happening, I was like, I wiped. And as soon as I saw blood, I was like, red flag, call the, my, the, you know, my OBGYN and they have, you know, an overnight nurse. So when I spoke to them, I told them what happened they were like, yeah, I would definitely go into the emergency room, tell them, you know, your situation and your surrogate and you're six months pregnant and you're getting contractions. So it was one in the morning. I was like, you know, obviously with my kids and my daughter went back to sleep. She was super tired. She went back to sleep and I was up like contemplating like, is this a, a cramp or a freaking, you know, contraction? And they got harder and I was like, I need to definitely go in. I called they told me to go in. I was like, woke up my mom. Well, I woke her up to watch the kids once I knew I had to go. They were getting harder and harder and longer, you know. So the problem was that who was going to take me? Because obviously my husband isn't here. He would he would be the one to take me, right? And my mom would stay home with my kids. So, but... Obviously, my husband wasn't here. This obviously wasn't planned. So it was in the moment like, oh, shit, you know. So my sister thankfully lives down the street from me. As so all Mexican households. I know, right? You <laughs> always have about 10, 15 cousins that live down. Or sister, you know, siblings. Yes. lives down the street. So mm-hmm. so my mom stayed with my kids. And I, 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 I was so close to Not driving going. myself. <gasps> I was that confident to where i was drive i was going to drive myself and i there's because all your past deliveries like they've been kind of easy-ish yeah ish yeah and i say ish because like it's still struggle but like i say ish because it's ish Mm -hmm. you know yeah so i was going to drive myself but my mom was like no definitely not i'm gonna call your sister she called her and i was like changing getting ready to just go so my sister, I actually, it's so close. I I was able to drive to her house to pick her up. It's literally like not even down the street. It's like freaking two steps. Um, And then I was like, no, definitely she needs to drive. So she drove and I was getting contractions. I was trying to time them and they were about two and a half minutes apart. 
I got to the hospital. I am like walking in there, getting contractions, and I'm like, uh, like trying to talk to the girl at the front desk, explain to her. At this point, point, (laughs) yes, I was definitely in a lot of pain when she asked me, "Hi, oh, like, what can I help you with?" I was trying to explain to her everything and like mid mid you know me explaining to her i was getting a contraction and i was like oh my god hold on and i put my finger up to her face and i was like, like they hold do on. in the like, movies you know? you know like hold it on was just like Ooh, i cannot speak right now let this little contraction pass and she noticed my pain and everything after like i kind of explained to her she had asked me for my id and i was trying to look for it in my bag and like i was like mid contraction and then she's like wait okay let me just call you know the Mature mother room or whatever and um she's like yeah i have a pregnant girl <laughs> down here she's a surrogate she's six months pregnant it looks like she's getting contractions we need someone to take her up immediately she she was like you don't even have to give me your id like just go you know so i went upstairs they kind of like and this is during covid did you did oh i definitely was wearing a mask yeah so you know the whole time wearing a mask freaking breathing hard as hell and shit hell no i would be like yeah right you know what i mean yeah yeah uh i definitely want to take it off but whatever Mm -hmm. um i went upstairs and they were asking me questions too kind of like to putting me in their system well whatever that happened i got into the room and the contractions they can see that they were getting harder and harder so they put try and connect me to everything you know and they check my my sir you know my Cervix. cervix yeah and girl, I was six centimeters dilated already girl, by that time. You know what I just had a thought of? <laughs> you know what I just had a thought of? What? I was like, when they inject you, like the whole in the like in the beginning of the process, did they inject you like two months? Two months in, like two, like you know, like oh, you, you like, like if the the embryo was already like, like two months. No, he the embryo is oh, okay. about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Oh already shit! Developed. So this was oh man. So the baby was only six, and I'm okay. Just wanted to make sure that question was clear. Like it, yeah, okay. So the baby was already obviously six. like two weeks, mm-hmm. but when they inserted him, mm-hmm. so but it's still kind of like the same you know it's like yeah yeah okay i just didn't know if like maybe they messed up the baby was two months like no but, oh you mean yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. No, the baby would not be that big no it's super tiny oh okay yeah. so then so uh they told me i was six centimeters dilated already and i'm like everything like it's, it's so shocking when they tell you this because it's like you know you're not well with my three kids i had him full term i had him late even mm-hmm. they had to induce me like my water never broke with my kids so when i walked in there and i was they were like legit contractions and I was six centimeters dilated and the head was down. Mm, Re- was like the, I was an active labor girl. I was shocked. I was like, and uh, initially the nurse obviously walked in there, told me we're going to check you. We're going to give you medication to try and stop the contractions. Cause we want to keep this baby in you as long as possible, which yeah, you want to keep the baby and you don't want to yep. have a premature baby, you know, cause that causes whatever, like, complications other issues exactly Mm -hmm. so she told me that and i was like okay like so like shocked and nervous and just like this was such a new experience for me um but then when she checked me obviously she said i was six centimeters dilated the baby was ready to come out i'm in active labor i was like oh shit so basically yeah you were getting your hips ready myself to push this baby out and it's painful regardless even if my my girls were six 
ounces, you know, nine ounces, 11 ounces. So they were tiny. Dominic was my biggest. He was not even that big girl. He was like seven ounces, like whatever. Um, but they hurt. <laughs> they definitely hurt coming out, especially with yeah. no epidural. So they hurt either way. So giving birth, it hurts either way. Yeah, I feel like even if he's a premature baby, but, um, so from the moment they, they said I was an active, active labor, they took me from the room that I was in to a room where you give birth. Mm. Literally not even five minutes passed by. They take me into the room. They're trying to hook me up, you know, hook me up to the IV. There's like five people on me at the same time. Someone comes up to me and trying, they're like, we're going to have to do a COVID test on you. Stick freaking the Q-tip no. up my nose two times. I'm literally in, in pain, labor, in pain, girl. I got two people on each arm trying to put in the IV. I have a nurse checking the baby's Shit. heartbeat, uh, getting contractions at the same time and getting a COVID test. Like it was just like one thing after another. But when the nurse was checking for the heartbeat, they couldn't find the baby's heartbeat. The reason why is because from the moment I they were changing me from one room to the next somehow some way the baby flipped instead of being head down ready to come out the baby flipped head legs were down the feet that's obviously not how you know that's not good that's not good exactly so the nurse looked at me and she's like sweetie we're gonna have to do an emergency c-section and i was like okay, it didn't really register at the time i was just more like okay like going with the flow because they know what they're doing yeah, but keep in mind also, like, this is your first C-section. Yeah, when she said that, I was kind of like, no, no, no. Like, I have them naturally. We're good. Like, you're probably telling that to, like, the doctor. When she told me that, I honestly, girl, like, to be honest with you, it was, I was registering what she was saying, but it was But you a were in shock. so much pain, kind of? or It like was a shock. It was a shock and, you know, everything going on you know so i was just like okay she's like i'm so sorry that we have to do this i know you're in pain and this is so unexpected it happens but we're gonna were you alone at this time no thankfully my sister you know she w took me she waited outside until the, she got the okay to come upstairs mm -hmm. so my sister was gonna be in the room with me whether oh, i gave birth okay, yeah. or was c-section so mm -hmm. thank you know god for yeah, that because you don't want to be alone in no. this no you definitely don't want to be alone so mm -hmm. it was either going to be one of my sisters or my mom but you know, my sister was there, which was really good. So the nurse was like, or the doctor was like, we're going to have to do an emergency section. We have to get you to sign a paper for you to allow us to do this. So basically, you know, I freaking got paper shoved in my face. I had to sign it as I was in pain. And mind you, I've never gotten an epidural. Okay, I don't know what that is. That's a whole. G. Oh other my god! I <laughs> I was telling her before this, like as soon as if I ever get pregnant, as soon as I, I walk in the so delivery room, get me where is my epidural? <laughs> where is, where is epidural? my epidural? <laughs> like eating and shit. Yeah, girl. Yeah. No, no shame. Shoot. You know, everybody yeah. has different uh, pain tolerance. Oh, I'm bitch. not like my mom. My mom had eight kids, girl. She had no epidural for all of them. I was so. When, you know, growing up, her saying that, I was like, damn, I looked up to her in that way. My I was mom always said wondering. the same thing, and I said, I'm still getting my epidural. <laughs> I know. I still want my, my epidural. My sisters got yeah. epidural, like yeah, some yeah. of them. Like, I think two of my sisters got epidurals, and then my older sister, she didn't. She was a G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is, it, it's a lot 
you know, mm-hmm. to handle. So, you know, for if you get epidural, that's fine. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, everyone has Everyone's, their own. Yeah, yeah. So you um, were, you got shoved shit in your face. Sign girl, this, sign this, yes. sign this. Um, waiting for the, what is it, Anesthesiologist? Yes. Oh, shit, Anesthesiologist I'm to get down to, um, to inject me. But by that point, I was... They were waiting for my results for COVID. Obviously, they came back negative. It took literally like five minutes, but it felt like forever. I was gonna say because it seems in the story, it seems like forever. Like oh, no, God, it, it was like the COVID? they did the test. They took it to it, it testing immediately. You know, it was literally like five minutes, but it felt so long. They couldn't take me to the where they do the C-sections until they got their results back. So I was like in pain, like waiting to see what happened. Um, and then finally they got to test back negative and they took me straight up to the room. They were like, I walked in the room and it was like, you know, where they do you surgery. Or I mean, they pushed me okay, in there, okay. but I was like, are you walking? No. Well, like they, they Shit. take me into the room and I'm uh-huh. just like, this is so new. And I'm the nurses help me on the bed and they're like, okay, they're, they're telling me just, you know, sit still. Even if you have a contraction, try not to move. You got to hunch your back over because he's going to put the, in, you know, the needle in you. You want to stay as still as possible. Oh, Even Jesus. when you're getting a contraction. This, like just talking about it makes my vagina <laughs> <laughs> I Mom, know. Mom, I can't say that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was just like, okay, like trying to be a good listener. Listen to the instructions. Uh-huh. And then the doctor's like, girl, you are so brave. Other other mothers would be screaming at the top of their lungs right now and i was like okay that's I mean, me I was like, that's thank you me. <laughs> i was like over here in pain like just uh, like basically like oh thank you but can you just like hurry up you know <laughs> hunched over and whatnot and then they put the needle in the needle does not hurt it feels like the tiniest pinch but when they're putting the actual like whatever it is inside of like the liquid Anesthesia. or whatever yeah it feels cr- like weird like it feels a weird, weird like a numbing feeling but like not painful but just weird and then you feel your body from your waist down kind of numb up that was the weirdest feeling for me like you instantly goes in you you start feeling the most the sensation from your waist all the way down to your legs feels tingly and numb Mm -hmm. and then like they lay me down they literally get everything up so quick they're the guy like pokes me with like a needle like something sharp on my shoulder Mm because that's where i'm not you know it's not numb mm-hmm. he's like do you feel this and i'm like yeah but then he like put it on my stomach and told me do you feel this and i'm like no that's kind of like their way of saying okay the anesthesia is working obviously they have much more but that was just like their initial like whatever checking i was like no i feel fine and then they started just going in but it was so weird because i was feeling not like high but like borderline high mm-hmm. like just laying in the bed you yeah know, they were cutting me open my first time but the thing is is that when they were cutting me open they did the initial incision that they do but then they have to go down to where like your muscle and your uterus is and they cut that open as well mm-hmm. so they do two incisions we're gonna have a c-section yeah c-section <laughs> yeah so they do they do two incisions and I guess I was losing a lot of blood. So that is the reason why I was feeling like nauseous. Like that's why you weren't really there. Like you I were basically there. I was there, but not really there because I was feeling I was, was your even telling. Yeah, I okay. was telling the person that was 
there with me the doctor he was like a doctor too the anesthesiologist uh-huh. he was like okay he was making sure i was feeling good and i was like telling him like i feel kind of dizzy and my mouth this was really dry and i was feeling like sleepy at the same time and i told him that he's like that's actually pretty normal he gave me kind of like medicine to to help with the dizziness and but i f- was feeling dizzy because i was actually losing a lot of blood because when they did the incision, like, I don't, the way they explained it to me was that the, my, my muscles were contracting, like they were tight to where they were, when they were taking out the baby, my muscles contracted around the baby's head. So it was hard for them to take the baby out. So they had to do another incision. So the baby was out. He was fine. They took him straight to the NICU he was fine. They closed me up. I lost a lot of blood. But when I went to the room where I recover, um, you know, the pain, dude, like I was, it was weird. It was like I was still obviously on the medication, the the, the anesthesia. So it wasn't, I could still feel pain. And I'm actually pretty good with pain. So if I felt it and I was still on the medication, it was bad. So, but then the anesthesia started wearing off. And it was, I literally, like, moved an inch, like, my stomach, and it was, like, a hard pain. So, but it was hard. It was, like, it was way different than a vaginal delivery. So then whenever I was recovering the whole trauma, I didn't find out that they had to do another incision until the next day where I was a little bit more, like, there, like, you know, alert, exactly. And then the nurse, the doctor comes in and she's like, so we just wanted to check on you, you know, the incision. And then she's like, well, you know, I have to um, let you know that, you know, everything was fine with um, the C-section. But she basically explained to me what happened and why they had to do another incision. So mm-hmm. basically I got three incisions. Um, and she's you usually like, get two? Two. Okay. Um, and then she's like, she explained to me why, you know, my, my muscles were contraction and contracting and then they were tight around the baby's head so that's why they had to do another incision and now due to that i cannot have any more babies she's like we would wait 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 wait. so they just tell you the yeah next day? they just told me that and i was dude i'm telling you like to this day i'm barely one month out of my c-section to this day, it's still a shock to me. Like, it's a little, like, I don't, it's not really registering how it should. Like, what, but what happened? Like, they, they just, like, they, I'm about to cry because, like, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't. But, like, <laughs> I'm just, I just had two drinks, guys. And, like, I'm feeling it. But because they had to do that third incision, mm-hmm. it, like, messed something up or. So, basically, how they explained it was. I, I can't have any more babies because of the the third incision that was an up and down versus a, a side to side. Yeah. So if I was to get pregnant, I would not be able to carry my baby full term. My baby would have to be born premature and through C-section again. But not only that, like let's say if I'm pregnant, my uterus or something can erupt. So that's actually like life-threatening you know it's my life and the baby's life so that is why i cannot have any more babies and to this day i feel like it's like still a little like new to me like it's not really registering 
because me and my husband, like we have three kids, two girls and one boy. So it's like we were we are good for right now because they're so young and me and him were good with our kids, you know, but I still there's a part like, of you. That a part of me, obviously. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I wanted to give my my son a brother. Mm-hmm. Not that like it was like a for sure thing because I could have had a girl, but yeah. either way. Um, like you said so, before we were talking, like, yeah, you, you saw yourself with four kids. Exactly. And- yeah, I saw like. I've always felt like four kids was like my max, you know, and I have three. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll give myself a little bit of time. I have a surrogacy baby and then, you know, give myself and my husband another baby. Mm-hmm. But then this happens and it's just so unexpected. You just do not think this could happen to you. I'm emotional about it, but it's so like shocking that it's just at the same time not registering. So, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe like later on in the month or something it'll just or hit me not even later on in the month but also just like, like later on like in life. four years yeah. down the line it's probably gonna hit you and be like oh shit i like, can't I, I like we're ready for a baby and like i can't you know or like it it's actually scary to the point where what if i get, I do get accidentally pregnant. pregnant like i'm gonna be scared because it's like my life i have my kids so what are you gonna do to like prevent a well i'm obviously gonna get on birth control i'm you know but do you want to do birth control for the well that's a different topic but like that i feel nah. like this is so new like i am like you're not really yeah yeah and your so husband's for, away right now so it's not like you have to deal with that yeah. right now yeah but you know um I talked to my husband. I was like, yeah, what did Austin say? It was crazy because it was so unexpected. So I me and him like that. had finished talking on FaceTime. You know, the kids went to sleep. We were talking on FaceTime. We said bye. You know, whatever. Talk to you tomorrow. Regular day. Like um, that night. That the baby night. got delivered. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like two in the morning. Well, in Georgia, they're three hours away uh, ahead of us. So at, at like one thirty, I'm like letting him know what's going on. Like, oh, my God, I think I'm getting contractions and just so everyone knows like her husband austin was very supportive like yeah, he was yeah he's super supportive yeah. he would check on me all the time obviously yeah. you know he's away so he wants to make sure everything's good you know i would facetime him every time i'd go to the doctor so he was like there with me just not there with me yeah, so. but he was super supportive and then when i texted him i knew that i had even though he wasn't like he was sleeping you know, I still needed to keep him updated, you know, so I didn't he was able to see the messages like when I was actually out of surgery and he was just like so shocked too. like what, the f- you know, what the fuck you were just fine yesterday. Like there was no signs of anything like he was shocked. He was like very um, happy that everything went through well because, you know, anything can happen. I mean, I didn't even know that I lost a lot of blood until the nurse told me, and I, and that's why I was like getting dizzy. So yeah, like in and out. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So and then they kept me at the hospital. They were, you know, checking me just in case I needed, if I needed more blood, like a blood transfer. But I was surprisingly doing really good. So that's good. You know, the nurses were coming in. They were like, "Okay, you're, you did lose a lot of blood, but we're trying to check on you to make sure." And you know, recovery has been tough but obviously tough and new and i am recovering good but it's just crazy you know the whole experience 
the news though like let's know, just go back to like a little like like we don't have to talk about it if you don't no, want to i'm okay like, talking about it just because like, it's life you know things happen but it's just like it's just you shocking. went to do this for someone else and it's I like no it like i'm not gonna say ultimately but we did like it, 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 it you know. know what i'm saying like yeah. it's just like it's like now i can't have babies yeah and it's like usually like you did this for somebody and that like, can't have babies and now i'm told you can yeah i can't have any more babies so usually they they want to like make sure that the agency wants to make sure that they're you know you're aware that you know these complications do happen and i was just one of those you know, the one in 100 that it happened to. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. The blessed thing, though, is that you already have your three beautiful children. Exactly. And my husband, you know, he reminds me that. You guys have a full set. We have a family and that uh-huh. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Mm-hmm. I was super emotional when, like, the first week of getting out of the hospital. And, like, you know, just talking to my husband and just. I was away from my kids for about two weeks. <gasps> no. Yeah, I was away from my kids because initially the first, basically like when you go into labor, you're there for about four days. I was there for five, and then because I went. Because of the complications. Yes. I think what I think what also strikes me is like, up until this point, you had very very. I'm not gonna quote, say quote unquote easy, but like easy-ish yeah. pregnancies mm-hmm. and like, like normal would you normal. Would say normal you yeah, know what yeah, I mean because yeah. I and didn't have any serious complications not obviously not like this no. one and then the one time you surrogate it's like no it's like oh man it's so crazy you would I never thought this would happen to me no. like never I, I know? didn't even know until today because you never told us yeah until me and you got talking and, yeah. and then I don't know what happened I was probably like ah! I know yeah like, no girl. I um I did um I didn't tell anybody because I mean, obviously, it was not planned. It was not like planned. It was early, and I was just, you know, trying to get myself ready and able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, the news was shocking that I can't have any more babies, and I have to be okay Okay with with that that. with myself, with my kids, with my husband to talk to him about it. You know, he was super supportive about everything. He made me feel really secure in our relationship as far as like it's having okay. more kids go you yeah. know what I mean? yeah so um like he's like i already have three yeah it's like i don't like like i know we probably wanted more but yeah so i mean initially the nurse told me that i can't have any more kids because of the risk but that is for sure i cannot be a surrogate anymore and if later on in the future I could get checked and see if I could carry another baby if I really so, wanted to. So, okay, so there is a possibility. I mean, there. she explained it like if I want to take that risk for my family to have another baby for me and my husband, it would have to be a couple of years from now. But even then, it's still a big risk. risk. So she did tell me, you know, did wait she tell a you couple of years. After? Yeah. yeah, she said wait a couple of years, but I would really recommend. And it's for you because not I did that baby. third one exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're just not sure how you know. They just want to make sure that I know mm-hmm. that shit's risky. Yeah, and it's true. You know, I 
I don't know if I would want to get pregnant again because then what if something happens to me and then my kids, you know, they don't have a mom. Or oh. like, let's say I'm That's pregnant. That's not even talking about. That's I know so, that oh is that God. that is where it gets super emotional for me. Like yeah, if I was to talk about all of that, yeah. yeah. Like, why are we talking about so this? I right know. Now? So it's like, have another baby, risk my life and the baby's life, and if and it affect my family and my kids that I already have and my husband. It's super emotional. So I, that is something that I try not to think about mm-hmm. because then I do get emotional. Um, but I feel like for now, I'm just going to take it a day at a time. I have my kids. I'm alive. I'm well. The baby's well. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So the baby is doing good. He's doing good. He's just in the NICU, you know, like any um, Are there baby. parents with him? No. So because it happened so spontaneous. Suddenly, yeah. The, uh, I did inform the parents about everything. And also my worker did, too. You know, I was communicating with her. Even though it was one in the morning, one thirty, you know, four in the morning, whatever. I feel like over there though, it's like one p.m. Yeah, no. For, so like right now, I think it's like what daytime over there. Yeah, it's you they're know? on a whole other cycle mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they definitely were like communicating with me, and um, I let them know, mm-hmm. and they were shocked. But you know, things happen. It mm-hmm. was out of control. They were just like, "Do you go over there and visit the baby?" Um, I guess. So with that, every contract is different and every family is different. But with me specifically, like they we both agree, like they're open to like sending me like yearly pictures of the baby and I'm open to receiving. Oh, because after the baby's delivered, like technically you out. Like you mean out of the picture? Yeah. So there, it just depends on uh, the uh-huh. the family you get with their requirements are i guess and also what you're open to so you know they initially state that in the beginning too to make sure that you're aware either yeah we, we would if you are you know open to receiving yearly pictures or even i've heard of um sir of a girl's being able to go to where the family lives whether it be in italy Germany, uh, China, you know, that would be really cool if I went yeah, one day I went to, to China, China. Uh-huh. to see, you know, how they're living. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool for me. You know, I still don't know mm-hmm. if that's going to happen, but, you know, there are families that do that. So I'm open to receiving pictures and I'm very excited for that. You know, it's such a crazy thought to know that I had a baby for another family and, you know, to be receiving pictures, to be able to say, I was your surrogate mom. Or I was you know a what part I mean? of your happy yes. ending in your marriage. Or like not happy ending. In your, but in like your family. In you your know? family. And yeah. for my um, family that I got, this is their first baby. And it's a boy. Mm-hmm. And so, it's probably going to be their only yeah. baby because I'm sure this. I mean, you know, you never know. Co- yeah. yeah. You never know. But this they could probably want another baby in two years and they'll, you know, go through the process again. But at least they have their their baby. But do you, so do you see the baby or? So I I am able to see the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and go, well at least once a week, just because I have three kids and you know I'm still recovering oh, and you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The, but I can call and check on him, and then I let the parents know, and they have a. Um, when do they? I'm not gonna say pick up the baby. When when um, do they? So the dad's trying to get everything 
situated situated and come by the end of this month um i haven't heard anything about them coming but basically the dad's gonna try and come this month and then because he has a more flexible work schedule and then the mom is gonna try and come you know when can they take the baby back to china initially you know they want to especially because he's a a preemie Mm -hmm. they want to keep the baby here Mm -hmm. till his actual due date which was october but then they say that because you never know when you can take your baby it could either be sooner than that or it can be past the due date depending on how they're doing you know every baby's different so they could it potentially be here for one month two months or longer than that Mm -hmm. so they are definitely aware of it and you know they're trying to get everything situated over there you know this was a unexpected twist to our journey you know both of your guys' journey exactly Mm -hmm. exactly Mm. yeah so it's super crazy it's crazy talking about it but it's good you know to share Mm -hmm. my experience for those if you are thinking you know just be aware cautious of the like there are things that could go south unfortunately i never thought yeah i never would have thought that this was gonna happen yeah i thought you're gonna have a full-blown vaginal delivery pop out (laughs) normal october and be like hey guys what's up yeah like yeah and then the following two years from now, you'd be like, hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, li- like the journey of life has a different story. But with that being said, do you like regret it? I don't. Or are you still trying to process that? I get, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't regret it because this is something that I wanted to do for a, a long, very long time. time. And regardless of me being told I can't have any more kids, you know, it was, it's still nice to be able to, to be able to have given another family their baby, you know, mm-hmm. I would At the love the day. to do it again. I, I actually was planning to do it again. Oh, really? Not so soon. I would have probably given myself at least a year or two years to just, be with my kids and my family and just basically heal because you know you have to give your time your body yeah. time to heal mm-hmm. and i was definitely going to do it again but you know things change shit happened the whole third incision happened yeah. the whole <laughs> third incision happened and mm. you know it just changed everything your scenario of mm-hmm. life i guess it did mm. it definitely did but at least, like, at the end of the day, at the bottom of your heart, you have no regrets. Mm-hmm. And you're... I'm just thankful to be alive, you know, that the surgery went well, that the baby is doing good, you know, mm-hmm. and just waiting for him to get out, go with his family. And I'm excited to receive pictures of him mm-hmm. when he's one. Yeah. Let's see. Let's talk about when he's one again. And we'll come yeah, back. We'll come back to the podcast chit-chat. and be like... He's doing good. Exactly. That's yeah. what you know, we're looking forward to. For the yeah. family to be able to take their baby home. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> you for sharing your story. I know it's I know it's a little hard right now. Yeah, like, it's still super fresh, to be honest. It's like... You can't believe you're living I, it. I cannot say enough how shocking it is. Like, sometimes I still feel pregnant. <laughs> and then I have to remind myself, like, oh, shit, No. Like you're recovering from a C-section, 
my first one too so it's just like crazy so i props to the mothers who go through c-section because before this time obviously i've only experienced vaginal births and it's just you don't know what a c-section feels like and what the mothers that go through c-sections you know go through it's definitely different well thank you vanessa for being part of the podcast and i hope to see you soon yes no problem i enjoyed being here thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) thank you for sharing your story i know it's share my story yeah i know and i know it's a little bit like fresh and hard so i i prop you for for sharing it and you know it's funny it's like this is so different like from our within our group of friends yeah it's something that none of us have done but it's like cool to like hear about it hear about it and then you know you know i went through it yeah it's crazy oh my god i'm like it's so crazy i know it's like my friend has gone through a surrogacy yes it's like you don't really know well like i don't really i don't know anyone but you that has been a surrogate like yeah okay so Uh me and then my friend that did it other than that like you don't it's not Something that's like every girl does. No, no. I feel like you definitely have to be a strong woman to be a surrogate. You have mentally prepared for sure. Mentally prepared is the exact words. Like, just know you're gonna have all this hardship, and then a day, it's not your baby. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But I, I liked it. I was willing to go through it to go through it again, but. Life and destiny had a different choice Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you, Vanessa, for being on the podcast. And I'll see you soon, girl, on here. I'll make you come on here again one time. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Vanessa. And this is where we end the podcast. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank for you. Bye. Listening. <laughs> Bye.